0: As we move into the colder weather, you're getting less sun exposure, so this is a great time to focus on skin rejuvenation at Treasure Valley Dermatology. Treasure Valley Dermatology offers preventative skin cancer screenings and works to identify anything in your skin that needs to be addressed to decrease your risk of developing skin cancer. They can also complement that effort with their physician-curated skincare line. Contact Treasure Valley Dermatology at 208 skin Doc. And make sure to follow Dr. Dustin Portella on Instagram and TikTok for more skincare advice.
1: Before we launch into this episode, we'd love some feedback from our listeners. Right now, the housing market and real estate in general are very confusing. To help with this, we're preparing an annual housing market update on the podcast with real estate and investing professionals Jesse Taff of Waypoint Real Estate Group and Bryce Gonser of Fulcrum Home Loans. They've been a huge help to Natalie and I with recent investment choices and we want to share some of their knowledge with our listeners. What questions do you have about investing in real estate in Idaho? What are your concerns moving into 2024? Please send your questions to us at theboisebubble at gmail.com. If you have specific real estate questions you would like to ask Jesse or Bryce directly, you can reach out to them on Instagram at at jesse underscore taff t-a-f-f and at Bryce underscore Gonser, G-O-N-S-E-R. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast. Welcome back to the conversation.
0: everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Natalie Plummer. Okay, we may get totally canceled for this episode, but here goes. So first up, we talk about the notorious man cold and why exactly women get, uh, let's say, annoyed when their men start to sniffle. And contrary to popular belief, it isn't actually about the sickness. Next up, just for funsies, let's chat PMS, or as we like to say in our relationship, Code Red. There is a Delicate balance between women experiencing menstruation and PMS and their spouses being able to safely address it. So we try to. Um, what you might not expect is that we found that the man cold and code red actually have a lot in common, or at least we think so. So we talk about it a little bit, throw in some discussions on expectations, resentment, and a little bit of Gen Z slang, and you have your next couple chat ready to go. Hope you enjoy. Hello, Shane. Hi. So uh, today is just a rainy Sunday, and um, I had a very random topic that's been on my brain rent-free. Is that how you say it? In my brain rent-free? How do the youth say it? Um, or maybe the youth don't say that.
1: <laughs> I think that they do say that. Okay. Current lingo, millennial, urgency lingo does include rent-free.
0: Okay. All right. Well. Um,
1: you're hip if that's what you're wanting to be. <laughs>
0: I don't think hip is hip. I think it's I, I is I think it's slay. Oh, I'm slay if if, if I want to be. Okay. Um, our kids would be <laughs> cringy notes. I said no cap the other day, like it's a joke, and both teenagers just put their head down on the table, like don't, please
1: don't do this. I looked up. I had to look it up like an old person. I guess old people aren't really getting on the internet, but I had to look yes, on the internet now. like the 50 most common uh, Gen Z slang.
0: Yeah, are there is there How anything that you're like it? I don't I don't understand.
1: Um, there were a few of them. I didn't process all fifty, but some of them did come to my mind, like Chugi.
0: Yeah.
1: Did you hear about Chugi?
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember when Chugi just just was hitting viral because um, I listened to some podcasts on it, um, yeah. which is
1: Chugi is like trendy in an outdated way, or kind of like kind ironic way, kind
0: of trying too hard. Yeah, um,
1: like like um, Crocs come to my mind, maybe.
0: No, I don't think those are Chugi. I think it'd be like, I think it's anything almost Pinteresty um just a little bit
1: sounds like we, we need some more research on but that. i one. think
0: we're being chewy actually right at yeah. this moment
1: but i did use something in uh like two terms in a sentence to my kids and they just they were mortified and there was nobody <laughs> else around but it's like they they felt is. like they needed to react that way
0: i know i can't say slay i mean i don't even want to but i do it just to be funny like think oh, i said yes. something
1: like bro you serious right now
0: <laughs> you can't say bro no, you it's like that? something
1: about like the bro. You serious right now? Oh, bro, you serious? Maybe I did a uh, uh, glowed up. A glow up? Yeah, like you look real glowed up today, girl.
0: <laughs> I prefer. I like to purposely say it wrong, but sorry, I, we're way off topic. Okay, well, I mean, we haven't even gone to the topic, but um, what was <laughs> what were the TikToks we were? dying over you were it was like the bible stories oh yeah told gen, gen z bible stories <laughs> that was one of my favorite
1: new feeds
0: yeah that, so check that out that was hilarious oh. um yeah anyway so um i was thinking about this run free um so i was talking with a friend um because we you know we've been married a while we've been married 22 years together We've been married 22 years together. 25 years Have we been married together. 25 years.
1: Sure, something like that. Okay,
0: whatever. So, um, she was saying how she feels like this irrational fury towards her husband whenever he gets sick, and I'm like, oh, you mean his man cold? And she's like, yeah, the man cold. And um, because you know, but with with women, I and I know that this is gonna be like a you know, like I know you're gonna it's gonna prickle with you like this kind of. I know men get frustrated with this.
1: I feel that I have permission to have a different opinion on it. No, so and I'm, and I'm not on.
0: saying that's so why I'm bringing this up. So she's like, um, I feel this irrational fury when he gets sick because of the way that he reacts. And like, I don't want to I don't be near him. I don't want to see him. Like, And she's frustrated because she obviously doesn't want to feel that way. And it reminded me of how I used to feel also. When you, because you used to get sick a lot, I felt like, like I don't know what was going on, but you, you'd get this, you'd get a cold, and we had little kids, and then it was like your reaction to, um, your cold was so mind blowing to me. Like I just, I couldn't even comprehend what I was seeing, because, and so I want to trace this back of why, like, I feel like we've moved past some of this, and and it's taken some time. But, um,
1: what do you feel is moving past it?
0: Well, I think that we have some different, I think we've, we have some different understandings because I had to, I would feel that same way. Like you would go to bed, you get sick and you'd be like, I'm coming home from work and I'm going to bed. And I was like, I couldn't comprehend this, but I also knew that you were not weak. You were not lazy. Um, you weren't somebody who was gonna take advantage, like you as a character. It that it, and so I had to think about this a lot, and so I'm just throwing this out there. I, I haven't I haven't researched to see if anyone else thinks the same way. I think that one of the reasons that men react to colds the way they do, or the flu, or COVID, or whatever is because they do not menstruate.
1: Oh, <laughs> this is, this will be interesting. Go on.
0: I think that women, um, through this dick move of Mother Nature, from the time that we're like 15, um, are having to consistently be in pain or discomfort or feeling pretty shitty. Like... Um, emotionally, physical pain, it is often for, I mean, it's a very uncomfortable, distressing sometimes experience. However, because everyone's doing it, the 50% of the population is going through it, we don't, we don't acknowledge it as something that maybe we should rest through. Um, we, we, can, we do not have the option to react to our menstrual cycles the way that we probably um, should and slowing down and I need to rest, I can't function at full capacity because if we did that every single month, um, things would deteriorate. And so I think that women naturally have been taught through – society or themselves or just this weird situation that we're in, which is menstruating is weird. The way I said that was weird. And so we have learned to move past discomfort. So when we see our partners kind of crumbling into discomfort, we are frustrated because we have not learned how to rest ourselves we and it's not something that's really promoted
1: okay so i guess i gotta jump in a no, little please bit. That, and this is just um,
0: again i'm just like free this has just been on my mind
1: i take issue with a couple of the terms that you use like crumbling into <laughs> sickness that's um, how it looks
0: like from the outside
1: no i think i think that that's valid that that's what it looks like from your perspective um but, uh, but like, uh, um, or we have grown accustomed to powering through discomfort.
0: You don't think that's true with women?
1: Um, I'm not at all saying that women haven't powered through discomfort for sure. But I'm, I guess I'm, I'm drawing attention to the way that you phrase it, to okay. because the words that you use are indicative of how you feel about it. My perception is just very different. I mean, I think that it's interesting the idea of. You know periods and menstruating and women feeling this thing on a regular basis, and is there some truth to maybe society hasn't allowed you to take time for yourself to recuperate? Should you be, I don't know. Like I'm of the opinion, heck yeah, if you're feeling like that every month, maybe you should do something, take a couple of mental health days to um, to power through that. Because truth be told. You're not always pleasant during that time. And it might be great for you to take some time <laughs> for alone, uh, separated from the rest of society. And I do, I do to, want to talk about that. To, uh, you know, deal with that and then come back. I think that my perspective is, I think that men, we don't get sick that often. I, I mean, maybe we do get sick. I don't know. What's too often, what's not often enough? I don't know. Well, I don't think it's that
0: not either of those.
1: Point being that we are... Like I feel like I just want to heal. And sometimes I've got to take a break and take a nap or go to sleep early um, and just basically check out in order to allow my body to heal. Because the quicker I can get through this thing, the quicker I can get back to work, to pull in my, you know, pulling my part of the load and doing what I have to do. I definitely feel like there is some idea from women that you don't do that. But I feel like you're projecting, you could be projecting your own, issues on to men.
0: So I love that you said that because that's actually completely accurate. I think that the way men handle a cold is probably very healthy. And there is a way that we could change the conversation so that women also feel the ability to do that. Because I think what happens is that women do not feel that. So for example, for me, when I get sick, Um, and this, and not so much now because we've already moved past so much of this, but let's talk about me being sick like 10 years ago, especially with young kids. You couldn't take work off to take care of me. You did not have enough work days. And again, I will say this, you would have if you could have, but you couldn't. There was just no way you could take care of me when I was sick. Sure. Especially like morning sickness. That's another thing. Like women just have to like deal with it. So, um, I... If I shut down, there was, one, no one's going to take care of me, and, two, the no one's going to take care of the chaos of what was happening around me. The laundry wasn't going to get done. All that stuff, like, nothing's going to get done, but your work would stop for you to rest. But, like, so much of women's work isn't going to stop, and so if somebody is not taking up that um, deficit, like, not deficit, if somebody's not kind of taking over – then we're going to be in a worse state and stuff has to get done. Food has to be prepped. Like there's just so much of that. Right. And that's how, I, like when I would get sick, when I, we had little kids, um, when I did rest, it was always, um, it was awful, you know, like just the, um, I, it wasn't really restful and I felt very like abandoned and alone. And During so the day
1: for sure. But whenever I got home, like I was on it. Well, Like, I was invested. I was making the meals. I was, like, taking care of kids. And I I I was giving you all the permission in the world to, all right, I'm home now. You go check out for the rest of the night.
0: So, I and you did. I will say, though, and this is one part that I want to talk about, is that it wasn't, you didn't do that right away. It was that I felt a lot of resentment because it wasn't natural for you to know what it was that you needed to do. And so... The reason I want to talk about this, just talking with my friend, is that we, when I say we've kind of come past this like man cold, and I do want to get back to the PMS thing, by the way, um, but with the man cold thing is that I took um, initiative to change the scenario with some of the ways that we that I talked with you. So um, I don't know if you remember this; I you probably will. This wasn't too long ago, but I we actually sat down and I was like, hey these are some of the expectations I need so that I can also rest to this similar level as when you rest. So we had had, we had a conversation of expectations on when we're sick. So I said, what I would like is that when I'm sick, which is, can we say not very often, like I don't get sick very often. um, That one, I was going to rest and the house is going to be falling apart around me because if I'm going to truly rest, I cannot be folding laundry. I can't be vacuuming. I can't be like doing a lot of stuff. Like I'm just barely functioning. And then when you come home, I go to bed. And the expectation is that you completely take over. You catch up with the stuff I haven't been able to do during the day, if possible, clean up. You make dinner. You get the kids in bed. Everything so that I have completely disconnected, and the thing is, is that wasn't a hard sell for you. Honestly, I just needed to state it, and you're like, "Oh yeah," like it just you already were wanting to help. But it, I needed to be extremely specific of when you're when you come when you're sick and you go to your room and you just shut the door. This is how this makes me feel, and this is how we could be on a, on better terms. I want to take care of you when you're sick. And I want to be taken care of when I'm sick. And that's what this looks like. Um, and that's how I feel like we are when we get sick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm I trying feel like to you're follow taking you along. Offense. Like, no, I'm, I'm not taking offense. Like I'm trying to follow along with the point that you're trying to make. Like I'm, there's a lot, you're putting a lot out there and it's kind of hard to circle back on what the point is where I can, cause I, I want to zone in on the point of what so you're, I think you're the saying. The point is,
0: is that there's a frustration in marriage in that a very very common one is that men want to rest when they're sick and women get frustrated with that because they don't feel the same um they don't feel they're given the same allowances right um okay and i think that if two people are really dedicated to each other that there is a way to circumvent that issue and that is these expectations that if you are allowed to completely convalesce, that I also want that and what that looks like. So yeah. that there's, there's almost negotiations of like, how do we both feel completely taken care of when we're sick?
1: I think that just the thing that I'm, yes, like I'm fully in agreement with, just because you're feeling resentment doesn't mean that that's valid resentment. Maybe you haven't expressed it. Maybe you haven't talked to your partner that, "Hey, I'm feeling this way," because.
0: Wait, do you think that resentment's not valid? Sorry, I'm just thinking this as you're saying. It. Resentful resentment is not valid if it hasn't been spoken. For sure, is if that what you, you're saying?
1: If you haven't taken action to 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 tell the person what you're feeling, why would you would you expect the other person to to be able to read your mind? Because
0: it's just part of who we are is that we work through the pain, and I don't think women know they need to explain that. Explain this because we assume we have the same lens.
1: But you can understand by saying that that you don't have That's the same. That's literally lens. why I want
0: to talk about it. Yeah, because so not enough people realize that we're looking at this completely differently. But both have valid points.
1: For sure, I think that that in your case, when the woman or the mother, um, you know, sees the guy who's sick and laying down, taking a nap, or you know, walking around, sniffling. Um, when you feel resentment, I'm, I'm just saying I don't know that that, that that there's probably a way to get through that. Like if you got those feelings, talk about it and figure it out and have that conversation because if you feel like you're not being taken care of, well that's an issue. Talk about that. Hey, I feel like I'm really taking care of you, husband, when you're sick and, and I love taking care of you and I want you to feel well. But I don't feel the recipro- uh, reciprocation when I feel sick. Can we talk about that? Absolutely a valid thing. And I think that, I don't know, have that conversation. We had that conversation, and, and I think that it went well. But the, to to give the idea that like guys are sitting on their time, and they're hoarding it, and they don't want to help, and they don't want to support their spouses that are going through the same thing, I don't... Did I, I say that at all? I don't know why I, I had that I impression. Feel
0: like, I feel like that, I think, I very you're well could be that per, on, because yeah, I, I could be Because I'm projecting. coming here saying... I would like to, I would like to chat about this because I think it's an easier, an easier thing than said, because I, knowing you, I don't think that's the case.
1: For sure. Now, there's some and dill holes for, out here that, yeah, probably do. There are absolutely bad apples in both genders that are, that want to take advantage of that or, or, are not, or are purposefully or just obliviously not, you know, aware of their spouse's condition and that they should be more aware and ask some of those questions and. You know, want to help them and some of them don't. But in general, I think that most of them do. So I think that an honest conversation can help vet some of these things out.
0: I think that you often say, we just need to have a conversation. And what I'm coming from is that not everyone has the tools or even the words. Because you can say, just have a conversation about it. But if you don't know the angle and how to talk to each other than that. Yeah, everyone's talking about it. Some people are more fighting about it. And I think how you talk about it is important because a lot of people like, yeah, I've talked about it a lot. I just get mad and I'm like, why are you just laying in bed when I'm having to? That's not the way to do it. So like how we did it, because I remember it being very, I really wanted to figure this out because I did feel resentment. And I don't remember where we read this, but like, remember when we were reading this thing, like the number one killer of, of marriage is not adultery. Like that's way down the line. It's resentment. And I felt resentment. So after, I remember you had gotten sick and you went to bed and I think I'm pretty good at taking care of you when you're sick. Like I think both of us are, we, we take care of each other in the way that we want to be taken care of. And you, um, you're really good that after you have been sick, you're very, grateful like to me like you 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 say you name it thank you for taking care of me you felt me, helped me feel very you know all whatever mm-hmm. so in that place of like you're not sick anymore you're feeling taken care of I said to you I feel like I don't get that experience quite as often um because of this this and this and you were very open and I said this is what I need so that I feel safe to be sick. Um, I need to know that um, when you come home from work, you know, I will be taken care of, the kids will be taken care of, I don't have to think about anything. You will set us up for success so that the next day, even when I wake up, like, I will still be able to rest. And I remember we had some, like, agreements of, like, obviously, um, well, we don't have to, but we were going to be careful with that. We weren't going to just, you know, take advantage of each other. But that we felt like in our marriage that we we cared each other through you know sickness and in health and how how do we take care of each other in sickness so that we feel safe and I feel like now very much I feel so and I, that's why I want to move a little bit more into like the menstrual cycle thing but I feel like you do such an amazing job of helping me feel cared for because you will when I do ask for help and I tell you that I'm sick or whatever you drop everything to take care of me Um, because we had some instances when we we were first when I first had babies that that didn't happen and like it was very it was very very overwhelming for me like very Mm -hmm. hurtful
1: yeah I I just think that having kids is of the anomaly like that's a hard time And working through that with, you know, navigating it well or cleanly is impossible. So, I mean, I think that we did as well as anybody could. Um, And we had good conversations along the way, too. It was incredibly helpful for me to hear what you needed to feel safe to be sick. Because I think that everybody starts from their own perspective. My perspective was I can just be left alone. I just want to be behind a closed door where I can lay down and I don't have the burden of doing the typical things. I just need to close my eyes because I am at 40% brain capacity and I don't have much to offer. So just being behind a closed door is good enough for me. However, you went above and beyond. You would bring me dinner. I wasn't expecting it, but you would bring me dinner. You would bring me water. You'd come in and check on me. What do you need? And I thought that all those things were great; they exceeded my expectations. But my baseline was: I just want to be left alone. That baseline
0: is not something women get, though. You have to understand: if I could just shut the door and go to sleep,
1: well, I think that that's what I expected, or that's what I thought from my own, you know, experience. That that's what you wanted. You wanted to be just left alone. So, but I think that the conversations helped me understand that. Oh no, you like a little bit of this. You like. what you were showing me was a window into what you wanted for yourself. Well, that wasn't
0: the issue. It wasn't like the nice thing, like you bringing me dinner. All, that that was just totally side. What I wanted was to shut the door and feel the same freedom. And that's the issue: is that the man cold is that a man feels the freedom to shut the door and go to sleep, and women do not, because things will crumble, and we are responsible. This is so much with women, with moms. Though children are still connected to us, we cannot shut the door unless the we are so confident that our spouse or partner understands what it takes. And I think so many men do not understand what it takes for the other side when they
1: shut that door. That, that could be the case if, if, if you as a woman don't have confidence in your, in your husband to be able to carry the load solo while you've got that door shut, then that's a different conversation. Hey, because that could go in all sorts of different directions. Hey, I don't think that you know how to cook. I don't know that you know how to feed these kids. I don't know that, you know, the schedule of getting kids to and from these different places. Like those are different conversations, but I think that, that the sick thing could lead into that. Well, why don't I feel that confidence in him to 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 take care of business. If but we
0: have to manage that door's not shut. If that door is shut, but we're still having to, hey, remember, fully agree. They have if, to go to, you know, get them ready for school. You've got closing the door, when you close that door, it's because you understand we are managing everything. And women need, if 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 men want us to shut up about the man cold, they need to be able to let their partner shut that door with full confidence
1: yes they need to f-
0: i think it's the man cold that's triggering you every no, time i, I say it i can see that, your that face, it's you like- putting the
1: action like you're putting the burden of action on the man like the man needs to do this thing the man needs to
0: the man needs to the he he has the onus to understand how his household runs
1: no i think that that's totally true but that's outside of the man code. Like that's just a generality. No,
0: I think it's the same. I think that's that's where we're coming down to this issue. And I think that's why this issue keeps coming up, because the issue the men think that that women are frustrated because they're sick and that's not what's happening. The women are upset because they are shutting the door and they they are not and women don't have that same allowance because the systems don't the systems are not being applied when women are shutting that door. Things are crumbling outside of those. I
1: fully agree that if things are crumbling, when the woman disconnects, then there's a problem. There's an absolute problem. And it could be, it likely is. I mean, there's, there are things that a man can do to, I don't know, to, to get better so that they don't crumble. Cause I'm in full a, a agreement because I feel like I gauge my success when you're sick and, How many times does anybody have to go and knock on her door? If it's zero, I've got it. I did a good job, and she can come out, and this place hasn't exploded. Like, I haven't left her with more work, right? Like, if you come out of the bedroom, and you open the door, and you just see that chaos is piled up all around you, and now I'm like, well, I'm back to work now. I've left you with a huge pile. So my gauge of success is, A, we shouldn't have to go to her. We should be able to handle this, guys, on our own. I say to the kids. And two, we're going to keep this place cleaned up so that she doesn't feel like she's just stockpiled work. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel. And if people don't feel that, then absolutely. I think that you need to have that conversation. And that's why
0: I'm bringing this up because I'm talking with my friend from a place where I acknowledge the man cold so much like I see it, but I don't feel that in my own relationship. Like I, when you get sick and you come home and you're like, oh, I feel like crap, my... My truest feeling is, oh no, like he doesn't feel well. He needs to go rest. Like that's all I feel now. Yeah. And then I start thinking, what can I cook that's gonna make him feel better? Like I am allow I am allowed to just be your partner and support because I know in two weeks or three weeks we're gonna reverse. And like that that change has been um has been um, very powerful for me, just realizing that resentment, acknowledging the resentment, talking with you, you you looking straight at it and acknowledging that, like you make it very easy for me because you can you listen like, oh, because it's not like it it this isn't easy for for either people like it's not fun people
1: sure, well, when something's not working, both people are feeling it. yeah,
0: well, and yes, because I don't want you to feel that you can't be sick with me. I don't want you to feel like, oh gosh, I feel sick, which means my wife's going to be pissed at me. I do not want that. I want you to feel safe with me in all scenarios, especially as we get older and we are going to get sick more often. Like this feels like an important tool that we should have.
1: Sure. So I feel like we're on the same page with this.
0: Well, that's the thing is I feel like you've thought I was coming in to be confrontational and I'm not. I want to talk about this because I feel like it's, there's movement that can be made that we have made.
1: Yeah. I don't feel bristle on my own behalf. Like I don't feel, wait a second, hold on. I'm doing good at this. And she's saying I'm not doing good. I don't feel like that. Mm-hmm. I guess why did
0: you say it like that? It was a really weird accent. I don't know
1: why I said it like that. I just maybe I need to be a voice actor. This voice just came into my head. That was
0: a no, that's a terrible one. Don't use oh, that. But okay. Let's make um, a different. Like be um more cowboy when you say it.
1: Well I don't I can't even remember what I was saying.
0: <laughs> don't bristle on behalf of other men.
1: I don't bristle on my own behalf, but on <laughs> on, on behalf of my kind. <laughs> All
0: my right. Agenda. How do you want me to respond? In what accent? I don't know. <laughs> anyway.
1: So- no, I, I think it's just the words, like the words that 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 we use. I think are often indicative of what we think and what we feel and what we believe, and and maybe we're on the same page with that too. That. Yeah, if there's an issue, then I think that it should be talked about. It. And often if a woman is feeling resentment, the man may not be fulfilling those, res- those those needs, but may not know it. May just need to be, you know, they need some light shown on them mm-hmm. so that they know that it's an issue. So I can tell you that you're itching to talk about periods. So <laughs> let's <laughs> well, segue into circle that.
0: back. The reason that I brought that up is, is because... Again, I feel like for some reason this month, just like feeling, I was I was like ovulating and I felt crappy, but like I didn't change my behavior. I just felt crappy as I did my behavior. And then, you know, actually on my period, and I know I do want to talk about Coward Day a little bit because I think that's that that's a great.
1: Oh, Coward Day was a huge. Well, um, so, well,
0: we'll go into that, but but the point was is that I really was very focused this month because she was she was talking about the man cold and I was just thinking about this correlation was that at no point during all these moments of like ex- feeling really crappy, did I slow down at all? And I I don't know if you remember a couple days ago saying, I think that I should just actually take work off when I know it's like the second day of my period. Just because I, my, I just, why I have the ability in my personal job and you're like, yeah, you're all, I'm all for it. um But, I think that just like the man cold, and it's important to be able to acknowledge, I think that, that menstruating and PMS is a, is, a, is a conversation that can get tricky because I feel like men are, feel unsafe about how they address the emotional state of their, their partner. But we wow, came. That's
1: a lot of work to say that in a PC way. I,
0: I know. They oh, can't...
1: yeah. We're terrified to talk about it. Yeah. Like, it, talking about your behavior when you're menstruating <laughs> is super volatile. Like, that's a minefield. But
0: don't you think we Which we've is so crazy because well?
1: I think that we have. But.
0: So that's what I want to talk about. Because if the man cold is volatile, I, the fear I see on your face right now of even talking about it, and I am pretty good with it. It's, I know there are other men. Well, sure, who feel when that I'm way. talking
1: about it with you, it's great because we've gone through years of having these discussions. But man, I've got a ton of women who are going to listen to this podcast and think, "Mm, <laughs> he doesn't have permission to talk about that."
0: Well, I heck no, I am. I'm, I don't want to
1: get canceled, okay, I'm by not, women. I'm, and I love women.
0: I know you do. <laughs> like, and to be and to be fair, you do you. You are a genuine, you value women. um you you know you're you're great with that. So I'm giving you permission because just like the man cold, i I want to talk about a few of the things that we have done together to make it a safer
1: conversation. conversation. okay?, okay? Go.
0: so let's first talk about you want to talk about Cowarday Day or code red first? Cowarday. Day. Okay, let's talk about Cowarday. Coward day
1: was the the first one that that took us. I think, years to see the pattern. Mm-hmm. Like, it's something that happens every month, but it doesn't necessarily blow up every month, so to speak, um, where there's issues. But we, I would notice in time, it became obvious that around a certain time of the month and a certain time of your cycle, we would find ourselves in more fights. And it wasn't just fights, it was your attitude of, um, sorry, attitude's a bad word, but like how you felt was... Yes, oh. <laughs> uh, but like, you would feel higher depression, you would feel more anxiety, you would feel more hopeless. And all of a sudden, we're having these big conversations, like, for the three weeks before, we haven't thought about (laughs) the world hasn't been burning down. But all of a sudden, today, it's burning down. And I thought that it was just like, oh, well, these things have to build up. And it just comes out once a month. And it's like, no, 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 no we have to recognize this is Coward Day. And we named it. Like, Coward Day is the second day of your period Mm -hmm. where you have a spike in your emotions, and it colors how you feel.
0: And why do you call it Coward Day? Why do we call it that?
1: Because the rest of us cower (laughs) in fear. (laughs) Yeah. We cower in fear because there is no stopping this person who is feeling these things so deep well
0: okay and not Let's a lot of reasoning fair. with that person either i don't re- i'm not a crazy dragon like
1: that's an ama- <laughs> an amazing analogy that has also been useful for i us. know that's
0: why because you well that's another thing that will just don't side know don't wake the dragon i don't sleep very well and i rarely nap so if a child wakes me up during a nap we um, do it. We, we call that the dragon. There's no anger that really, there's there's very, very few things where I will be irrationally angry more than when you wake me up from nap. You wake me up from a nap on Coward Day and good
1: luck. <laughs> yeah. A few things have scared our kids, like really put fear in their hearts, <laughs> hearts it's, more than waking you that's up. That's been
0: years because I kind of stopped napping. But So one of the things that was super helpful for me, because some people might be like, that's awful, but here's the thing. It's like, just
1: acknowledgement to me. Yeah. Like it's acknowledgement of the reality of a what you're feeling. You are feeling an incredible spike in hormones and which cause emotions that feel just as real as two days before, two days after, like it feels real to you. And yet to acknowledge that it is tied to this biological cyclical function is helpful for everybody because I hear it and I think, Oh, that's, that's helpful. I know that on Coward Day, I don't need to talk to her about grocery prep. I don't need to talk to her with uh, about concerns with the kids or problems at work. Like It would be better for everybody if we just avoided certain topics and certain things that are going to put a burden on you when you're feeling a burden already. And that helped immensely, just to name it and then to plan around it.
0: I mean, I thought it was fantastic on so many levels because, one – women do get like frustrated because we don't, we don't slow down. We we're exhausted. And for some reason we just can't, it's so real that you can't just say, oh, it's just, you know, it's just my period. Like it, it is very, very real. But when I, when I had the freedom to just say, what I usually do is I'd, I'd say, hey, my period started today. So it's coward day tomorrow. And so what I knew is that I was going to get extra support. Um, You often say, what do you need? Um, usually, you'd be more like, like cuddly with me, or like if I wanted yeah. that. And then hey, I look at
1: the schedule. Okay, well, are the things that I can do to, you know, uh, I'm going to cover such and such this day. And I started stockpiling chocolate. I just,
0: <laughs> yeah. I
1: just kept chocolate around. I to forgot about that because be, I don't eat
0: it as much anymore. Because but. I
1: knew that that was gonna have, like there were a few things that made you feel better, but that chocolate r- really didn't. So I'd, I'd have a couple of Hershey bars in my drawers that I just break off a couple pieces every now and again and bring them to you.
0: I think what was helpful is one, I allowed myself to experience that and not feel like, um, like tensing up like, Oh, like he doesn't, whatever. He doesn't understand. It was like my partner understands that this is going to be a harder day for me. And I, he and I are both giving myself allowance to be gentle with myself. um, and rest, and then you would move in. And it, it felt, honestly, the second day of my period often is a very, very nice day because both of us have acknowledged, let's give Natalie permission yep. to to rest. And we talk, the kids, you know, we don't talk about like every time, but I might be like, hey, you know, I'm at my period and I'm not feeling great. And then it gives my daughter that same permission
1: Oh it's okay to feel this and it's okay to talk about it and it doesn't have to be this thing that I that I hide away and I mm-hmm. keep to myself and
0: and it's real and it it just is like hey this is what biology did um and you know then our son sees that and um and then I think as I feel permission to on every month really move into a place of you know I I don't like stop functioning I just I just I'm softer and more gentle. And then it when you also need that same stuff, not on such a regular basis, I don't feel that resentment towards you because we're both being taken care of.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I love Cowarday.
1: What were you thinking about Code Red?
0: Okay, well, this is something that we had another couple of friends where we talked about this a lot because they would have these fights that escalated so intensely every single month. And so one of the things I think is very difficult for men, you can tell me if I'm wrong, is that they don't feel safe to acknowledge what might be a very obvious situation, which is um, this might be escalating due to the time of the month. There is no safe way for you to say that.
1: Which is funny because it feels like the safest question. Hey, I'm not saying that it is, but I'm just asking the question for consideration might this be more might you feel more strongly about this because of being on your period?
0: Now, me right now, in the state that I'm in, I can very easily say, Yeah, totally. Like I see that. But when you're feeling no, when it, you're
1: in it, I get it that it's hard to pause and consider that. Yeah.
0: So how do you handle that when you're already like, if you're if you're feeling that that feeling, you don't want to hear that. And then the man doesn't know what to do because he can see the cycle and he doesn't want to get trapped in it so we used we made up a term that actually we used for both of us um for different reasons we can go into that but that we both can use the term code red to indicate safely i think that perhaps this is elevating due to maybe some higher hormones and that we should stop
1: i like that because
0: I mean, you like, we do that.
1: I know, but I think just talking about it makes it clear why I think it works. Because number one, it acknowledges the reality of what you're going through. Mm -hmm. Like Code Red says, hey, I recognize that your period is hard and it sucks and nature really dealt you a raw hand and you have to deal with that. And that sounds awful. I'm sorry about that. And then it's, hey, are we in that situation right now? Can we, can I ask if this is like, is this a code red scenario? Mm -hmm. And it lets you hear, oh, he recognizes what I might be going through. And it gives me permission to get, lay down my anger and say, okay, well, maybe it is.
0: Mm -hmm. And that, and part of the expectation is that we agree that I can't be angry by that. I can't be angry that you say that. And that is agreed on before. Now, if
1: I'm using co-read three weeks out of the year, then maybe there's something else to talk about, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. But usually, I mean, and we don't actually have to say this very often because, um, because we also have the conversation, like in Coward Day, we're just not going to get into intense stuff. Like some stuff, because I do feel pretty, some pretty intense self-loathing. And sometimes it just really, sometimes that time of the month for me, it really lays bare things I really am feeling. But I keep pushed down because I got too much stuff to do, and it's like it rises to the surface and and must be seen. Right. So in that kind of case, if it's if it's just me, sometimes I do want to talk about it a little bit. But then if it's relation stuff, relationship stuff that's rising to the surface, that's a great time to say, "Hey, right now, I really feel like this needs to be chatted about. Why don't we take it in a week?" So that if stuff is moving to the surface because you're 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 more open to it, and, you know. It's not all bad. Yeah. Like the the state of emotion that kind of takes over. It's painful, but sometimes it can be enlightening. Sure.
1: Um, but right now is not the time to. It's talk just about not it. the right time. At work, we call that the parking lot. An issue. You're there to discuss a certain issue, and another issue comes up, and it's important, and you don't want to forget about it, and you want the person to feel heard. You say, "Hey, that's a great, that's a great point. Can we?" can we park that for now? It's a car. I'm going to park it in the lot. And before we're done, we're going to get that car out of the parking lot and decide what to do with it. But can we park it for a week Mm -hmm. and then come back to it? I acknowledge that it's important, something that we should address, but now's not the best time to do that. Mm
0: -hmm. And a great um, way to really make sure that that's validated is that the other partner brings it up later. Yeah. Like, hey, you brought this up a week ago and we parked it. I, I'm in a great place to talk about that. So that you don't use that as an excuse to avoid conversations. Yeah,
1: it, they don't get parked and disappear.
0: Yeah. Um, we also use Code Red um, and use it more often is that, you know, we have a pretty good – we we use pretty good tools for communication, but sometimes we do make each other angry. And, and you sometimes experience – anger um that you might not be um um emoting but you feel it and you know it takes you to a place where you're not very um you're not you're not in a good place for communicating
1: i guess i see that there's a there's a threshold that i can get to that beyond that threshold i i feel righteous uh, righteous aggression mm-hmm. like it turns I've and never i heard start you say that. Uh, and I, that's when I start battling, like I don't have to battle. Like I can hear and listen and consider ideas, but sometimes when I feel like you push my buttons or, um, we're just circling around an issue, like I am getting heated and I can feel it and that's okay to get heated. But man, if like I find myself, I know if this thing keeps going, it's not going to end well because I, I know what my next comment is going to be. Right now, I'm in. I'm seeing red.
0: Yeah, so that's what Shane says instead of code red. He'll say, "I'm seeing red," and what that means for us is that at that point, I need to stop, um, because and he needs to stop because anything past there is going to be negative. Yeah,
1: this is not going to end well.
0: And so. Um, so we, and this does, that, that's frustrating for me. And it's, that doesn't always work. Like, cause sometimes I'm, I get frustrated cause it's like, I feel like we're just getting to a place, but like just with your personality versus my personality, just the way we see things, um, sometimes things that where I feel like we're moving into like great movement. Sometimes you feel like you're moving into
1: anger. For sure. And, and that, that feels okay to me cause you can't expect the other person to, be ready to charge into conflict just because you're ready to charge into conflict. We might, the other person might need some time to cool off and get into the place where they can hear hard things. There's a point in a heated conversation where it is hard to hear. And if you can't hear, you shouldn't be talking. Like just pause it and get back into the place. And sometimes it takes me time to burn that off, and then to be willing to come back and say, okay, I'm in a better state of mind now. Can we pick this up again? I think that we can have more success.
0: And I think why that works, um, because that has been very helpful, and it's frustrating to me too, but it's helpful, but you also always come back. Like I could see a couple where somebody who just really avoids conflict will just like, I'm seeing red, I'm seeing red, just to get out of it, and then not want to come back. I could see it being used as like a tool, but it it can't be like that. It has to be just... I want to address this, but I want to address it in the best possible playing field, so that we can actually move towards growth and progress towards something instead of just like anger and frustration because that does nothing. Yeah. Um. So that's that's how we've how we've used that used that yeah, that term.
1: No, uh, helpful conversation. How do we deal with? periods how do we deal mm-hmm. with anger and, com- and heated conversations and what did we start with oh how do we handle the man cold
0: the man cold yeah
1: yeah, yeah. well i don't know hopefully we re- in, uh, reinforce some learning or we're this. canceled
0: so that's fine too
1: <laughs> i just want to say for the record i appreciate women and i recognize the unique challenges that you have and i want to be supportive <laughs> oh and have good conversations to uh lessen the burden
0: Awesome. Thanks. Well, this has been a good conversation. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, feel like, I want to go take a nap.
1: Don't quit, everybody. Don't, don't Keep quit. trying. <laughs> Keep working through it.
0: Thanks for listening. This is the Boise Bubble podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave a five star review. Follow us on Instagram at the Boise Bubble. And for more information about our community, follow at Hello Meridian. See you next time.
1: Thanks so much to our sponsors for supporting Local Dialogue. We encourage you to check them out online. Jesse Taff of Waypoint Real Estate Group is at www.waypointidaho.com. Bryce Gonser of Fulcrum Home Loans is at www.fulcrumhomeloans.com. And Dr. Dustin Portella of Treasure Valley Dermatology can be found at www.dermatologyboise.com and on Instagram at drdustinportella.